Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Fear is the reason that we don't do things, okay? Um, And fear is just an emotion like all of our other emotions. And the challenge is, is that a lot of us wait to feel a certain way before we take an action. And I'm going to give you a couple examples. Let's say in our business, a lot of us want to feel motivated and inspired before we create content, before we do something, okay? A lot of us are waiting to not feel fear to do that next thing that we need to do in our business, to do the thing that we know is going to stretch us, to do the thing we're like scared to do. We're waiting to like have the courage or to to not feel scared anymore. A lot of us are waiting to feel in love to do something kind and beautiful for our husbands. We can't base our actions on our emotions. We need to take the action that's going to manipulate our emotions. I don't know if you've ever heard that love is a verb. It's not, I choose to love you. I love you. I am love. I love you. Um, Stephen Covey talks about this in um, the Habits of Highly Effective People, where this man came up to him and was like, I don't love my wife anymore. And he's like, yeah, but but love is a verb. You, you are love. You do love. You act love. And so a lot of us, like in our relationships, our relationships are not thriving because we're not actively being like, what if I was so in love with this man that I just like can't hold myself back? And this is this is literally language that I use for myself. Like I, Dan and I have the relationship that we have because we both actively work on this. And I'm like, but what, how would I treat him right now if I was so in love with him right now? A lot of us are waiting, but he didn't make me feel special. He's not doing that. And he's da, 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 like, but love is a choice. Being motivated is a choice. Being inspired is a choice. And we have to understand that we're falling into victim mentality when we are like waiting for an emotion to spring upon us so that we can feel a certain way so then we can behave a certain way. And that's not how it works. We have this beautiful mind-body connection where, yes, our thoughts were like, oh, he's this, he's that, can you know create our body to not have the sensation of love. But the other thing is this, we can do the opposite. We can go in for that hug and we can hug them and feel the warmth of them already raising like, you know, those love hormones. We can 
feel the embrace of them and them receiving our love. And then guess what? Our mind changes. It goes both ways. It's constantly communicating. Same thing with motivation. Guys, I don't feel motivated every morning. I used to, and it's something I've been grappling with probably for the last like three or four years where I am like, why am I not like how I used to be? I used to bounce. like, And when I say bounce, it was like borderline, like I had taken something to bounce out of bed. I couldn't wait to create. And I'm not like that anymore. So now I have to move to create the motivation. I feel more inspired by my work after I sit there for a bit, staring at my computer, not knowing what I'm going to post, being like, oh, this is crap. Doing the comparison thing, like, oh, that person posted something better, or that's way more insightful, or that person is more educated, or those people have more followers or whatever. When I sit there and be disciplined with myself and create, oh, magic happens that I become more motivated. So a lot of us are so in our heads that we're waiting for the emotion to come before we take the action, but it goes the other way around. When you move your body into action, it will create a different thought. We know this when we go to the gym, okay? Nobody wants to go to the gym. Maybe some of us do. I never am like, yeah, but you know what? After I finish the gym, I'm like, wow, like why, why don't I do this every single day, multiple times a day? Because you get like a high from it, right? But if I just waited like every time to feel inspired to do my work, nothing would get done. So let's Move away from this idea that you are lazy, you are unmotivated, it's only you that's uninspired, it's you that doesn't have any good ideas, it's you that just has a crappy relationship, it's you that's fearful of everything. It's not you. It's literally everyone. It's literally everyone. Because, you know me, have you ever seen the, the, uh, not emojis, what's it called? The meme where it's like, me, I'm going to go to bed at like 9 p.m. Like um, me, 1 a.m., how tall was Jesus? So like Googling what, how tall is Jesus, this is me, right? Except I look at weird stuff. So lately I've been looking at a lot of wedding stuff and killing myself laughing at stuff. But I also like research random things. I'm like, what percentage of people have fear? Uh, what percentage of fear is irrational? Like, these are the things I look at because I want to understand the brain because we have this thing and it's an ego thing where we think we are the only ones suffering in the way that we're suffering when really it's everyone, right? We think that the successful people, like, they just have like a different level. Like, they're just not scared. They're just like, no. True fearlessness, okay, I found this, does not exist, okay? Now, there is um, a disease Okay, and I'm going to butcher the name of it, but we're going to go for it anyway. Urbach Weath, I'm going to say. Um, And only 400 people in history have been recorded to have this disease. And one of like the side effects or the symptoms of it. um, So it's a rare genetic disorder caused by calcium buildup in the amygdala. Now, if you guys watch the masterclass in our other Facebook group, Empowering Women for Success Facebook group, I explain what happens when we go into fear, when we, um, when we, um, oh my gosh, why are words like eluding me today? Um, When we flip our lid, 
we flip our lid when our emotional brain and our rational brain, you know, separate and they're not communicating. And this is why you like have this emotional outburst and you're like, what just happened? The amygdala is sensitive. And so it, it bursts into fear, right? And some of our fear is completely rational, right? So if someone jumps out of us, like rational, uh, great, the amygdala needs to go and we need to move into action. We need to run away from this person that's chasing us, et cetera. That type of fear is fine. But when we're talking, what we're talking about right now is fear that we're like thinking about, obsessing about, which is like completely irrational. So for people who have this disease, their amygdala, that little part of the brain down here at the base of the brain that flicks up that emotional brain from your, your um, downstairs brain, your, so your, your emotional brain and your rational brain separate. And what happens is they can't communicate and you, you, you can't think straight. Okay. So that's the amygdala in with people with this disease. Okay. The amygdala, that little, like call it like, um, it's like the person that's on high alert that tells you danger, like that's your amygdala. And then it flicks off that part of your, your brain. It gets calcified. So they get a calcium buildup around the amygdala and it causes that brain tissue to harden. This is a disease. Okay. So if you didn't have fear, you would have this very rare disease. My point is that I'm getting to in a very roundabout way is you have fear to survive. Your brain has to have fear to survive. The problem is a lot of us are too much in our heads, not enough in our body. And we run away with our thoughts and we create stories and we do these like worst case scenario stuff. And it, our fear is no longer there just to protect us. Now our fear is holding us back from our best lives. So the point here, my point number two was true fearlessness does not exist. Nobody is born fearless. So, you know, again, going back to in this act, guys, I want you to become so aware of marketing jargon and, and sales jargon because I want you to be a very aware consumer. I want you to consume. I actually do because there are people that have programs for you that are going to be good for you. There are business coaches that you should invest in. But I want you to see through the marketing to be like, okay, so what am I actually going to get from this? So fearless anything is like BS. I want to know what specific strategies are you going to help me to move through my fear? Because I'm never going to become fearless. It's like humanly impossible unless I have this very rare genetic disease that I don't want because it also means growth all over my face and all this stuff. Like that was one side effect of it. There's other side effects. You have like overgrown on your face and your eyes and all this stuff. Okay. So we don't want that. We want to understand our fears and we want to just have a bird's eye view when we can move away from our fears and the way that we think and we can take a helicopter view is what I like to call it and we and we like pull away from it and we're looking at things objectively we take our power back and we're like got it I'm just like everybody else. I don't, I'm not crazy. I'm not a loser. I'm not behind. I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm the only person with all this doubt. No, it's like everybody has that doubt. Everybody has imposter syndrome. 
So then if everybody has this level of fear, then what makes a successful person, let's say someone that you look at, and often it is on social media, because that's kind of like our view of the world. A lot of us don't have one-on-one access to like super successful people, but we get to watch the snippets that they show us online. So then what makes us different? Like if Marcy, you're telling me that like, I have these like irrational fears and, you know, everybody has these fears. Like what's the difference between me and that very successful person? I'll tell you exactly what it is. They've just learned how to regulate their fear. They are okay with the fear in their body. That's, that's literally all it is. In fact, here's, here's the, the part that when I reflected on this, I'm like, wow. It's not that they experience less fear than you. In fact, this is big. They experience way more fear than you every day. The difference is, is that people who are not successful and people who are not growing and moving forward use that use the fear as an as an excuse or as a reason to uh, step a little bit back like okay let me just dance with this a bit no no and then push back and slow down whereas someone who is successful uses that fear and 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 moves to it moves towards it they've created a a level of safety in their own bodies which i talk about a lot about you being your safe space, right? Someone who can be vulnerable is someone who's created a safe space within their own body, right? I don't need you to accept me. Like if you accept me, I'm happy. Great. Let's be friends. If you don't accept me, like that's, you know, I'm human. I'm going to be like, oh, well, that's kind of crap, but it's not going to change what I do. So people who are successful know that they're going to have haters. There's going to be people like, you're annoying and you think you're all that. And and they're okay with that. They know that there's a risk that they will fail at something. They know that they could lose money. They know that like all of those fears still exist for them, except that they move forward. They've created safety within themselves. Because if I'm fearful of like your judgment, but I'm also fearful of my own judgment, and this is where our introspection and our self-awareness is so important, like a lot of us aren't even aware of that inner dialogue within ourselves, like how much we verbally abuse ourselves. Because I'll tell you now, someone that is judgmental, someone that is scared to move forward, someone that is not making big moves, like I already know their inner dialogue. I I can just tell. Someone who is like skeptical of everything, someone who's like, oh, I don't know. And like always holding back. I'm just like, I know what goes through their head. They beat the crap out of themselves. They're not their safe space and they're judging themselves more than anybody else. So Someone else's judgment on top of that is unbearable. Whereas someone who is regulated and someone who has safety within their own body, someone who knows how to manage their body and understand how to manage their nervous system, like, yeah, I still get upset, but not nearly like I laugh now when people make stupid comments on my posts. Like I, it, it used to bother me. It literally doesn't bother me anymore. I'm like, great, I'm I'm narrowing down my niche more and more every day because if I don't have people that say like, I disagree with you, then I'm not actually making a point, am I? You can't be so vanilla that everybody likes you because then nobody gets to love you. 
when someone loves you, you have to understand again, polarity is that there has to be some people who are like, Oh my God, she's not for me. I hate her. She's annoying. She's a loser or whatever. But I'm okay with that. Like, I'm literally like, I'm happy for some people to hate me for, for other people to love me. Because number one, I get to be my authentic self with that person over here who loves me. And also from a business perspective, people don't buy from people that they're like, "Mm, she's all right. People are like, that's my chick. I'm going to buy from her because like, she gets me, she's speaking my language. This is the importance of like knowing who you are and just being who you are and being so confident and grounded because when you're grounded and when you stop giving an F about what people think your people will come to you. A lot of us are people like they want to come to us, but they don't know what we stand for yet because we're so vanilla. We're not standing for anything. Okay. So successful people literally know how to manage fear period because they know how to what? manage their emotions fear is just one of the emotions there's other emotions right that will come up like uh, i don't know like comparison jealousy um you know like not good enoughness like imposter syndrome um like sadness all of those anxiety all of those emotions come up for everyone in fact i would say the more mentors that i listen to the more um i think that a lot of them have like anxiety problems but is that not the population i haven't researched those stats yet but i could tell that probably a bulk of the population have anxiety problems but a lot of us are sitting there in our anxiety doing nothing sitting in our thoughts like should i post that should i do that should i like should i Whereas the people that are successful take action through their anxiety. Lori Harder is a perfect example of this. Like she openly talks about, I mean, literally almost everybody she uh, interviews talks about some level of anxiety at my lat. Like, and it's not that you need to have anxiety to be successful. I think everybody has a level of anxiety anyway. It's just, what are you going to do? do with it what do you do with that anxiety and honestly I feel like anxiety and all these like uncomfortable feeling emotions are often signaling to us that like hey you really want that thing but you're scared you want it but you're scared so then are you gonna wait until you're not scared until you have this like uh this like very rare disease that 400 people ever in history have had or are you gonna be a high performer and be like Got it. I got to create internal safety within myself. I need to bring my inner child along with me to like, you know, bring her to that next level. I was talking to someone yesterday where, you know, things were happening in her life. And I was like, you know what it is like your inner child right now is, is scared that you're going to abandon her again. Our inner child, when she gets scared of change, it's because you abandoned her. This is like a whole other lesson I'm not going to go into. It's in the portal if you want to go look it up. But that's one of the reasons that you're afraid of change is because you haven't created internal safety for your inner child. If your inner child is in with the vision and you're you're like, listen, little mama, we're going to be doing some scary stuff. 
All right. But I got you. This is where we're going. This is the life that we are creating. Let's do this. She's like, she feels your mother energy there, like to hold her and she will come along with you. But if you neglect that little girl and you're like, let's do this, like she will pull you back each time. She will pull you back each time because she doesn't want to get left behind. It's kind of like destructive friends. They just don't want to get left behind. Right now with your inner child, there's no, there's no degree of separation. Like you can with people like external view, you got to bring that inner child along. This is, this is such important work. I always say your level of success, your level of income, your level of love is always reflective of the level of income that your inner child feels worthy of the level of love that your inner child feels worthy of. So if you got some relationship trauma from your parents and all of your relationships have not been good, well, okay, let's hear, let's hear little mama. She needs to feel worthy of the relationship that you as your today's self are trying to create. You're trying to create this relationship, but she doesn't feel worthy of it. And she's feeling abandoned because you're trying to create something that she doesn't understand for her. It equals death. Like what? You're going to leave me again. So we need to, work on <clears throat> regulating those emotions. As soon as that fear comes up, what does that fear feel like in our body? Okay, like feel into the sensations, talk about sens the sensation, name it. Like as soon as you create separation and you become the observer of the fear, it loses its grip on you. So that's going to be the first, your homework for this week is to name, name the emotion. I want you to, Create that separation. Pretend you're hopping on a helicopter, okay? And you're going to go out, you're going to zoom out, and you're going to look at that problem, and you're going to look at that emotion, and you're going to examine that emotion, and you're going to realize that it's not as big as you think, that you can create a sense of safety, and then you go in and you talk to your inner child. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright. <laughs>